Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy the Podcast. My name is Desiree Ofori, your host, and I am so excited about the podcast today. This one is with a longtime friend of mine since college over something blah, 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 years ago. <laughs> and we, we've gotten to the point where it's like, wow, we gotta mumble how many years ago it was. But Audrey Sheehan is an awesome woman, mom, wife, uh, music pastor with her husband out in Virginia, and just an incredible all-around person. I'm excited to have her on the podcast because she is a homeschooling mom. This month on the blog, we've been focusing on education in one way or the other, and I really wanted somebody to speak to the homeschoolers. Or those, or those who are thinking about homeschooling because it's a it's a whole different world from just doing public school or private school or charter school or even Montessori. So I wanted to have somebody who was in the trenches who has been doing it for a while. I know quite a few friends who are recently um, getting into the homeschool journey, so I thought like this podcast would be really helpful for them, and even for others who may be thinking about it. You know, you, your kids have just got back into school or they're about to get back into school and sometimes you know after those um, orientations or teacher meetings you start to you know notice some things that maybe a different option is better for your child no matter what type of schooling they're they're in you may want to consider homeschool but it's like where do I get started I've heard so many things about it is it good is it bad is it you know all that it's cracked up to be that everybody's saying that it is I want to know more for myself and that's why I'm so happy to have Audrey because even though this podcast episode ended up only being like 30 something minutes, it is jam packed with a lot of good information, honest, authentic, and just gives you like a broader view of what homeschooling is. Also at the end, she shares some really valuable encouragement that any parent could use regardless of if you are homeschooling or not. Um, Audrey and her family began their homeschooling journey about six years ago or a little over six years ago. And she said that she didn't want her son to be held back from being all that he could be. She wanted to give him an education that was catered towards him and that really suited his strengths. All three of Audrey's children have ADHD. One of them has oppositional defiance. And so that gives another spin (laughs) on what it looks like to homeschool your children when they have these um, educational um, diagnoses and things like that. So definitely keep listening. It's worth a listen. It's going to be great. After this, I will have a list on the blog of all of the resources, all of the curriculums, the websites, the Facebook groups, everything that Audrey shared. I will have all that information on the blog so you can go and watch, not watch it, but go look at it on SincerelyMrsMommy.com. Just look for the title, Podcast Episode 18, The Truth About Homeschooling, or you can even hit the category bar, the podcast, if this is aired a while ago and you're just now getting to it. If you go to the category bar, um, the podcast on the blog, you'll be able to find Podcast Episode 18. You'll be able to see Audrey and her family and be able to get all of the links to those resources and to be able to contact and connect with Audrey online. So without further ado, let's get started. Thanks for tuning in. 
Oh, one more thing before I forget. I promised last time that I would read my reviews that I've been getting on iTunes. If you are following us on Apple Podcasts, definitely go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Also, if you would, please give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes Podcasts because that helps them know, hey, this is something interesting that people are interested in. We need to bump it up in the rankings so that more people can find out about it. Today's review is by Coast Jamie, and it was left back in November, but like I said, I'm just now figuring out how to (laughs) read these reviews, but here it goes. The title is Real Life. Sincerely, Mrs. Mommy shares real life encouragement from her everyday life. Thanks for sharing your voice. Thank you so much, Coast Jamie, for leaving that review, for leaving the five-star rating. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm telling you guys, if I'm not sharing real life, being authentic, sharing encouragement, inspiring you guys to do better, to be better, you know, honestly inspiring all of us, encouraging all of us, then this is for nothing. (laughs) There is no point of doing this. That is what Sincerely Mrs. Mommy is all about, sharing tips, advice, awareness, and inspirational stories for and by the modern mom. So thank you so much, Coach Jamie. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for reviewing and rating the podcast. Now for real, for real, let's get into the podcast episode. Thanks. We have Audrey Sheehane on the line. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. Um, You guys, I've known Audrey for, I don't even want to say how many years. (laughs) When did you you graduate from Southeastern? I graduated in 2005. Okay, so we were a a year apart then. Okay, because I graduated in 2006. And what I'm talking about, guys, is Southeastern University. Um, We both went there. It's a Assemblies of God College in Lakeland, Florida. That's where we met. I've known her since then. And in the last few years, I think we've, um, we weren't like hanging out or anything like that back then. We knew of each other. And right. it was a small school. So like everybody pretty much knew each other. Yeah, yeah. But then the last um, few years, like through Facebook, um, I've gotten to know her a little bit more and her family. She is amazing at crochet. You guys. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. No, for real. I'm like the things that she makes, <laughs> dolls, clothes, like I mean, she can do anything, make anything. She could probably make a couch out of <laughs> <laughs> You are super talented. And she's also a musician. Do you sing too? Yes. I a do. Singer. Um she's like a you know, a whiz. She's like, she's really, really gifted in that area too. And, um, so I'll, I'll stop talking about, <laughs> about how I know Audrey, just so y'all know, like, this is not just somebody I picked up on the street and like, Hey, can you get on my podcast? Like I, I like to interview and have, um, guests who I've known for a while. So, um, that I can know, like I'm bringing you guys quality people. So, <laughs> so Audrey, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, all of that good jazz. All right. Well, I grew up in kind of Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, because my daddy's a pastor. Um, I have a married Jonathan. I met him also at Southeastern. We've been married for 14 years. Jonathan is a music pastor, and if anyone's been in ministry before, you know it's kind of a two-person job sometimes, so I'm heavily involved with that. 
We have three kids. Philip is 12, almost 13. Aaron is seven, almost 30. And <laughs> Dwight is 10. And they are the loves of my life. Oh, that's so sweet. And they're cuties too. They're really cuties. And I love your post about the different things that they say. I mean... <laughs> Oh, they keep me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they are a trip. They're so funny. <laughs> so they you are hilarious. So you are a homeschooler. And how yes. long have you been doing homeschooling? We've homeschooled for just over six years. Philip is in seventh grade this year. And I started homeschooling him about halfway through kindergarten. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's been in it for quite a while. and Yes. And so then the other two kids, they haven't been in public school or private school no. or anything like that. They've just kind of like fell into. Yes, they've in been homeschool only. Okay. Yes. And so being, so you pulled him out in the middle of um, kindergarten. Tell me about that. Like yes. how, what happened? <laughs> oh, that was such a hard decision. And it was kind of a scary decision at first. We were in North Carolina at the time. And it was just a really difficult school system. It was kind of a poor area, and, you know, the te they couldn't get in the teachers and the resources that they really needed, and my son was bullied quite a bit, and then that was part of my decision. I mean, I don't want to keep him totally sheltered from the world. You know, I don't want him to go into college and be shocked by what the world really is, but we were also having a problem with academics. Um, Philip is gifted, and the teacher would purposefully score him lower so that she didn't have to keep up with him being gifted as the law would require if she marked him as gifted. Wow. So I didn't want him to be held back from being all that he could be. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to give him an education that was really catered towards him and that really suited his strengths. Wow. And that's, that's how we got started. It was scary to begin with because, you know, I'm, I don't have a teaching degree. I have a music degree. And that that's really intimidating. Of course, Philip already knew how to read because he'd been in public pre-K and public kindergarten. But, you know, it's still a scary decision. Right, right. And that's so sad about the teacher not wanting to, like, purposely doing that. Is it something that you notice right away or... Like, were there you know, signs? I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it right away. And I think it was like the middle of the year planning thing that we had to go to the teacher conference. Mm -hmm. And she she said, Philip is above average. He's well above average. But I'm listing him as average because if she listed him as above average, she had to have different lesson plans and different activities for him. And she just didn't really want to do the extra what? or either didn't have the resources, you know, they... It, it was just a difficult situation. You y'all can't see my my face, but like my mouth <laughs> literally dropped open. <laughs> so basically, yeah, and I'm not saying this is typical of teachers or public school because there, I was a public school graduate and had a great education, and there are some awesome teachers out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those homeschool only parents. There's value in every education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's just like she marked him down out of convenience for her convenience not right wow wow right. okay so with that since you it kind of like you know was thrown on you <laughs> to make a decision yeah. how did you go about deciding what kind of curriculum or program 
um, of homeschooling to follow. And for those who don't know, I guess we can back up a little bit. For those who are not familiar okay. with homeschool or are interested in it and don't know even where to begin, um, what, how, how would you, like, how did you walk us through that process of deciding like, okay, I'm going to put him in the home, I'm going to homeschool him now and what those steps were to make that happen. So what's next? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of different schools of thought on that. That's the great thing about homeschooling. There's no one wrong way or one right way, as long as you're educating your child. Um, with Philip, we were so close to I believe it was March when we pulled him out. So we were so close to the end of the year that from there on out, I got a copy of the standards that they were supposed to know for that school district. And the teacher marked off what he had already accomplished. And I took those things that he needed to still learn and really expanded on those and reviewed the things he already knew. We didn't buy curriculum that first year because it was only for two months. Okay. But um, after that, you know, moving him into first grade, the first thing that we did was took an assessment for his learning style. There, You can find them free online. You can search for learning style assessment. And Philip is a very much a hands-on learner. He needs to use his hands to really comprehend anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went, used that. You can take that information to find curriculum that teaches in that style. Okay. With Philip, our first year, we used Christian Liberty Press mainly because it was simple. It was already put together on christianbook.com. You can order the whole kit for the whole year. And we really enjoyed that curriculum, but as Philip got older, he needed something more challenging. And that kind of made him want to dive deeper into education rather than just kind of skimming the surface. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to have a good working knowledge of history and social studies and science, especially with science, because he's a science guy. Mm -hmm. So we are using Abeka now. How do you spell Abeka? Yes. Most everybody has heard of Abeka, at least, because it's in a lot of private schools. Okay. And how do you spell that for those who might be taking notes? A B E K A. Okay, Abeka. Okay. And you can find that either on their website or on ChristianBook.com. We usually go through ChristianBook.com because we can always get a free shipping code. Because I'm sure you can imagine all that many books are expensive mm-hmm. to ship. Yeah. So, <laughs> And we've, yeah, we've been really happy with Abeka, and that's what I'm still with. Both of my boys are in Abeka, and Aaron is finishing out the last of our Christian Liberty Press curriculum. Okay. So with those curriculums, how long um, are they, I guess, good for? Because I know, I'm sure, like, in school, you usually would update as new information. Update, you yes. Know. You're right. That's a good question. Um, we Abeka has been the same um, I don't know the word for it. It's been the same edition. There we go. The same <laughs> edition for the last few years until this year. And Philip's seventh grade curriculum has been updated for a new edition. The other two are still the same, my other two kids. But Philip's is a new edition, brand new. It's got all of the stuff they update, I guess, mostly in science and social studies and that kind of thing, and new teaching methods for math and that sort of thing. And he, I'm really loving this new edition for Becca. Okay. So if you have multiple children um, and they're kind of close in age, you can definitely use the same curriculum for the other ones coming yes, up behind you. Yes, you can spread out. There are some curriculums like My Father's World and some similar ones that are geared towards teaching multiple grades. 
Okay. And it makes it much easier for, <laughs> you know, rather than teaching three separate science lessons every day or three separate history lessons, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on your students okay. or your children. Yeah. Okay. So how do you, um, well, back up. So with the curriculum, can, are they expensive? Is that something that you kind of like want to save up towards or... <laughs> Like, how does that work? Well, Is there a payment plan? <laughs> well, you can either go really cheap or really expensive. <laughs> you know, it depends on what you're doing. There are free curriculums online, like Easy Peasy. I don't have a whole lot of experience with it, but I've kind of browsed through it, and it looks pretty solid educationally. And then, you know, Abeka's, I would say it's probably middle of the road. I would not call it inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even for a family, that's one income. You know, like I said, my husband's a pastor. I do sew, and I'm a seamstress on the side. But okay. that is not a full-time income. For families who are budgeting, mm-hmm. what I somebody suggested to us and what I have continued doing is when you get your tax return every year, mm-hmm. buy your curriculum. Okay. Plan it every year so that you you don't have to scrape together the money for the curriculum. You've got it right there at tax return. That's a, that's um, a really good idea. I would... <laughs> yeah, and you know, the older they get, the more expensive it gets. Mm-hmm. I would say if with three children, you know, with the other two, I only have to buy the consumables, like the workbooks, because I already have the teacher editions. I would say you probably, for Rebecca, you'd want to bud- budget about $1,000 a year, okay, which is not too bad. If you consider all the fees you send to public school, it kind of works out. <laughs> right, and you can use it for, you know, multiple kids. And then exactly. And then if you were yes. to put them in private school, oh, that's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's one thousand for a year is like pennies in the bucket. Yeah, you know we do have both of the boys in a private school for band because Jonathan and I were in band, and I wanted them to get that experience. And mm-hmm. you know, so we have kind of we kind of have a hybrid going because we have homeschool and they're in the private school. So you know that's why I love homeschool. It's so flexible. We can do stuff like that. Okay. And we're, and with that, how does that usually work, being able to, you know, integrate your homeschooler in a public or a private school for those extracurricular activities? That's a good question, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every state has different laws. It depends on how homeschool-friendly your state is. Okay. There are some that are not terribly friendly to homeschool and some that are. In Virginia, they leave it. Virginia is where we live now. Um, they leave it up, the state leaves it up to the county or the city whether or not you can integrate into public schools. Our city does not allow homeschoolers to participate in public school. But mm. we do have a couple of really good private schools. We use a local private school, Christian private school here in town, and we can, the boys are both in band this year. Phillips started last year and Dwight will start this year. And they also make it available for if there are any classes, maybe high school classes that are more advanced that I might not feel comfortable teaching, I can also put them in those. And we do have to pay for that, but it's not, you know, what I'm paying for the boys for band is not any more than a private music lesson would be. And I feel it's such a good investment for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And into their future. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So before we... um started the podcast we talked a little bit about your town being um kind of small but there was a high number of homeschooler um homeschooling families yes um yeah 
tell us a little bit about that, about that, that community and having that support with other families who do homeschooling. You know, one of the first things I recommend for a new homeschooler is finding a mentor. Find mm-hmm. someone who's been through it, who's been homeschooling for a while, and they know what they're doing. They're comfortable in the homeschool area. It's not nerve-wracking to them. They just kind of have an idea what they're doing. Find those people who have homeschooled for a while. You know, this group we're in here called Check, um, Christian Homeschoolers Educating Children. And it is such an invaluable resource for so many reasons. I have support from other parents who are going through what I'm going through every day, that I can talk to them, bounce ideas off of them. There are the moms who have kids older than mine who can help me with whatever questions may come up that I'm, you know, Philip's 12, almost 13. So that's you know, that's not the easiest age. Mm-hmm. I remember being that age and it was mm-hmm. awkward, you know, yeah. now I'm parenting that age <laughs> and I can turn to these parents and say, okay, Philip has done this. Do you have any suggestions how to handle this? Mm-hmm. And they're good with that. And then just the friendship, you know, you need friendship. You don't want to be isolated and be mm-hmm. alone. And then the kids get the friendship of their other children in the homeschool group. We do field trips. There are um, co-op classes that are available to them. The younger kids have a craft day every month. They have play dates at the park. Philip will have what they call middle time for middle schoolers where they get together and do different things every month. It's just such a good community. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're isolated by themselves. Because I I remember kind of like back in the back in the day when I was, you know, in school, <laughs> it always yes, seemed like, yes. oh, you know, they don't have any friends. They don't know how to socialize with other people because right. they're by themselves. But it seems like in the last, maybe in the last decade that it's picked it up. Changed. Yeah. For yes. there to be a, you know, collaborative yes. effort <laughs> to yes. help each other. Yeah. You know, that my kids, Erin, my youngest is in dance with two of her homeschool friends. They see each other quite a bit. We just had a birthday party with one of them. And that's so good for Aaron to have those friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being pastors, we're at church all the time. (laughs) They also have all of their church friends. So I want them to, I don't want them to be socially stunted. You hear all the stories about, well, homeschoolers don't have any socialization. And, but it's, I mean, you can make it that way. You can make it so they don't, but it's so good for those kids to have friends and be out and playing with their friends and going on adventures Mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. <laughs> so it's definitely up to the parent on how how they want to go about it and allow yes. their child to be able to, you know, interact with other kids. Yes. So it's flexible yes. in a in a good way <laughs> where you have a lot of options, but you really have to make that decision of what you want for your child too. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, one thing that, every new homeschooler needs to hear that it's okay to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. You're not going to start anything, homeschooling or anything in life, and be perfect at it right away because none of us are perfect. You're going to make mistakes. There are going to be those homeschooling days where you can't get your kid to pay attention or can't get them to quit throwing themselves on the floor. (laughs) You just say, okay, we're done for the day, and then try again the next day. Mm -hmm. You know, they're – with my children, all three of them have ADHD, oh, and wow. one of them has oppositional defiant disorder. So that adds some new elements into the homeschool there. And there are some days where I just have to say, you know, I'm not giving up. 
I'm just saying I'm doing what's best for my child. We're going to take mm-hmm. a break from the books today, and we're going to do something just me and the kids so mm-hmm. we can, you know, connect a little bit better, and we'll try again tomorrow with school. There are those days, and that's okay. Yeah. I feel like that's a great parenting tip, too, <laughs> to consider, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> today we're just, it, it, especially on those days where you had you have everything planned out, like, this is what we're going to do, and you try to be, you yeah, know, scheduled, yeah. and you try to have things, you know, you know, in advance, you know, sometimes it's difficult to be spontaneous, especially with kids, right. you want to have some structure, but to understand, right. like, there are some days where it's just not going to work out, and you just got to wave your flag <laughs> and yeah, not, and I can. love what you said. Like I'm not giving up. It's just right now we just need to take a little detour <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and yes. try again, <laughs> try again another day. That was hard for me to learn because I'm a planner. I like everything planned. I like structure, but one of my kids in particular, Erin is, she's kind of a free spirit. <laughs> so there are so many times we have to take a break and do something different and then go back to what, you know, step back and then try again. Mm-hmm. So that's been a good lesson for me to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about structure and schedules, how do you plan out your days? So like, is it like, do you block the days? So like, okay, in the mornings we're going to do um, these activities in the afternoon. Like, how do you usually schedule your day? What does that look like for you guys? You know, it looks different every day, honestly. Um, this year is more structured for us than it has been in the past because both of the boys are in band, like I said, at the um, private school. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to work around that. Philip is in band five days a week. Dwight's in band two days a week. So we're since I'll have Aaron, Aaron cannot be left alone yet because he's still seven. We are actually doing homeschool at the church. The kids joke and say it's church school. (laughs) That way I can leave Aaron with Jonathan when I go take the boys and play taxi service, you know. (laughs) So we, we, I like to get them started by 830 because that gives us enough time to really get through at least the more difficult subjects for them. Mm-hmm. You know, while they're fresh, I always start with the hardest one first because once they've gotten that out of the way, they are they're ready to move on. Yeah. So we try to do academics all in the morning if possible. I mean sometimes stuff comes up and it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And then Philip Dwight has a little bit of homework. He's in fifth grade, so his homework load's not too heavy yet. Okay. And then Philip's got a pretty good homework load because he's in seventh grade. So homework is usually after lunch. We usually have lunch at one, and then they do that, and then we have science experiments after lunch, whatever, I mean, not every day, but whatever the curriculum calls for for that day, we'll do those at lunch, after lunch when we're home, back mm-hmm. in our house, because I have most of my supplies here. Okay. And any field trips, and the field trips depend on when the homeschool group has been scheduled. We just kind of go with the flow for that. Okay. <laughs> and the boys, you. let's see, Philip has band at one, and Dwight has band at 1030, so we kind of work around that, too. Okay. So with you having three different ages, you're your teacher for three different <laughs> for three different ages. How do you how do you um juggle that? Cuz the way that I imagine homeschooling is like you're pretty much like a classroom but at home and you're teaching. <laughs> but if you have three different age groups, like how do you do that? How does that work? You know that was one of the scariest things to me when I added Erin in. You know, when we first started homeschool, she was just a baby. But once she was old enough to start kindergarten, that scared me, you know, mm-hmm. because that's a lot and that's a little bit overwhelming. But um, 
What I've learned to do, Erin's in second grade now, so she's been in school with us officially for three years. Um, I plan it, like I said, we do the subjects they like the least first because they're more likely to get it done with a better attitude. <laughs> they're, um, all three of them are not fans of math, so we usually start math first for all three. Okay. Um, what I usually do is get Erin started on her morning work, which is like her daily calendar and her weather graph. And she can do some of that independently while I start teaching Philip his new math concept. Okay. And once I get him onto his classwork, I move to teach to move over to Dwight and teach him the new concept. Okay. It's kind of like a rotation. You teach, Got it. Okay. You keep it going, but you, you know, you alternate their desk work or classwork while you're teaching the other one. Okay. So they're, kind they're of a juggling able to act, be, but yeah. So they're being independent, working independently while you're working with yes, the other Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then, you know, there's sometimes I have to say, you know, Aaron, I need to teach Philip. Why don't you go get out uh, whatever math manipulative, like today she was doing with the little tangrams, the different shapes mm -hmm. and patterns. And I said, why don't you play with that for just a little bit while I teach Philip? She thinks it's a toy. She doesn't realize she's working on spatial reasoning in math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you you come up with little tricks like that. The longer right. you homeschool, the easier that gets, the more comfortable it is. Right. Cool. And then for training, like how do you um... – I know you said there's a teacher's edition. So is there any formal training that you're able to get or workshops or conferences that you can go to to learn certain things? Yes, that, that's a really good question. There, You can take in as much training or as little training as you want. Okay. I like to be informed and know what I'm doing. Nobody likes to fly by the seat of their pants, no. especially when you're educating your right. kids. Right. <laughs> um, Different areas offer different things. In Virginia, there's an organization called um, HEAV. Honestly, I'm not even sure what it stands for. That might be one you want to scratch. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll add it in the show notes, you guys. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think, what does that mean? <laughs> anyway, Virginia has an organization that... Um, has a conference every year and you can choose to go to different workshops we haven't gone since we've lived here we've lived in virginia almost two years okay. but our homeschool group has a monthly support meeting and they have sometimes have different speakers or sometimes they'll have a panel of homeschool moms that have been in you know been in it for a while or have like um i've been asked to be a part of it because i'm homeschooling adhd and strong-willed children and mm -hmm. I have experience with that because that is a whole different ball, ball game from children who are not strong-willed and mm -hmm. not ADHD so you can use that those as resources and Facebook has some fantastic groups for homeschool moms oh, really? and some of those yes and sense. some of those resources mm -hmm. have been awesome okay do you, are there any that you can think of off the top of your head and I can add those also to the show notes Sure. Homeschooling around the world is my favorite one. Okay. And then there's also another one of my favorite ones is for Assemblies of God Pastors Wives. It's, mm. I don't know how, I mean, that's kind of really narrow, but it's for any Assemblies of God Pastors that are homeschooling. Um, I think it's called Homeschooling with a U40 for under 40. Okay. Um, They've been really good, but a more generic one that I like that's kind of unique is homeschooling with Netflix. Homeschooling with, with Netflix. 
Yes, it what? tells you. Yes, it's awesome, <laughs> especially for those days that don't go well. <laughs> it, um, I know it sounds crazy. Oh, they're homeschooling using Netflix. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you need. You know, in high school, middle school, you had movie days, right? And they made you watch, you know, all those corny movies we had to watch. But there's some really good resources on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu Plus for educational. You know, one of my favorite is on Netflix. There's a Who Was series. It talks about all different historical figures and gives really good, solid facts and education mixed in there. And they think they're watching something fun. Right. <laughs> wow. So I'll need to check that out for. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I deal with some chronic pain, and there are some days that I have a hard time getting around and doing very much. Mm-hmm. And those are the days that I can really use homeschooling <laughs> with Netflix. <laughs> I love that. I have never heard of that before. That is awesome. <laughs> I know. When I first found it, I was like, oh, where's this been all of my life? <laughs> And you know what? For those of us who are not homeschooling on those days, I'm 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 sure some moms probably be like, why why didn't you record this earlier in the summer when my kids were at home driving me crazy? <laughs> they could have been you know learning all summer long <laughs> with Netflix <laughs> instead yes. of random cartoons. You never realized Netflix was actually good for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of Netflix and chill, Netflix and learn. (laughs) Yes. I'm binge watching because I'm learning. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That is wild. Okay. That, that, yeah, I'm going to look that up. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So on your Facebook, you posted um, this post. You posted this post. And it really was like... Ding, ding, ding. Yes, I need to have Audrey on the blog or the podcast some way, somehow, because you were like, I love to do encouraging and you're you were very authentic. And, you know, you were saying, you know, homeschooling is not, you know, easy. And there's, you know, there's good days and there's bad days. And you were just encouraging other homeschooling parents. And I thought like this was something that needed more than just a reshare. (laughs) on Facebook like we needed to talk about this and especially um because I've like I told you before we started the episode is that I have a few friends that I've been noticing have been getting into homeschooling and it's something that I've I've thought about but I always thought like I I just can't do it because I don't know how my child would learn anything (laughs) from me obviously they're learning no matter what whether you're formally teaching them or not but I always felt right, like right. I'm I'm not good at math. There are certain subjects that I just can't do. They can't learn from me. So for those who would be who are even slightly interested in learning about homeschooling, I figured having you on the podcast would be great. And I probably should have said all this in the beginning, but oh well. Um, <laughs> but could you give some encouragement? Um, share some of that encouragement that you shared on your Facebook post to other parents who are sure. homeschooling right now. And the ones who are thinking about it. Of course. You know, I think social media gives us uh, this idea that everybody else has perfect life. It makes, you can put a filter on a photo and look awesome when in real life you just woke up and you're kind of a mess, you know? (laughs) The same thing with just 
speaking and your words on social media. I can say all day, oh, I had an awesome day today. But nobody really knows that one of my children yelled at me when they were supposed to be doing math today and said some hurtful things. So I want every homeschool parent to know there is no perfect homeschool. There's no perfect parent. There's no perfect child. As much as we like to think our children are perfect and we love them so much, nobody's perfect. And some of those homeschool days can turn into a disaster. We've had them turn into a disaster. You know, like I mentioned before, I have a child with oppositional defiant disorder. If you don't know what that is, we have a lot of meltdowns. We have a lot of, no, I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> that, those are things you have to overcome and realize, you know, I am not perfect, but the Lord called me to be my parents' children. Mm. He's not going to call me to that job without giving me the tools I need to be that parent that they need. He, The Holy Spirit works constantly in us, moving in us. Even, even when I'm teaching, I'll pray, Lord, give me the words to say so that my children know, learn this material in the best way possible. I feel that the Lord is with us in everything we do. And I feel that homeschooling my children is a form of worship because I'm giving up of myself to give them what's best for them. Mm. You know, and I just encourage any homeschool parent, when it's difficult, don't think you're alone because you're not. Everybody has those hard days. Just keep, keep trucking, keep pushing through. Your children are benefiting from you, even if they're angry at you, even if they're not doing their work or not doing well, keep pushing because you just don't realize the ministry you're having to your own children and the benefits that they're going to reap from this education you're giving them. Just stick with it. (laughs) You're encouraging me and I'm I'm not even a homeschooling mom. (laughs) But thank you. That is so good. That is so good. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would want to add? Um, are there any myths that you want to <laughs> bust? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. You know, we talked about the socialization. I will share a funny story. Well, depends on how you look at it. It's funny and a little bit frustrating. You know, we were... <laughs> One of the great things about homeschooling is that I can do go do my grocery shopping during the day, and there are nobody else's kids in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's funny, but that's it's, true. it's more calm. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so I had my kids with me in the store one day, and we were just, I don't even know what we were looking for, but we ran into this couple, and they said, oh, look at those poor kids. They don't get to be with kids their own age. That's what? Not, First, you think, well, who would say something like that? You know, when you're homeschooling, you're going to get some of those comments. It just kind of happens. And most people don't mean it badly. They just speak before thinking. So, you know, when you hear those comments, if you're homeschooling, just ignore those comments. You know you're taking care of your kids. And if you're not homeschooling, don't believe that. (laughs) It's not necessarily true. Because like we said, it's been, things have changed. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's not like it used to be. Yeah, I'm sure they're thinking of what it used to be, and they have no idea. Right, right. Wow. Oh, some people. I just, I don't know. You just have to laugh and go on, you know. (laughs) A trip. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you and they had any questions, what is the best way um, to contact you? I guess um, probably through my Facebook 
just shoot me a message and say I'm just adding you because I heard you on Desi's podcast, so I'll know know to add you. You can add me there or I'm on Instagram under my um, the name for my business with Etsy. It's O underscore so S-E-W underscore crafty underscore 3113. And either of those ways are good ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. And I will have a link to her Instagram and Facebook account so you guys can check that out. Definitely go on to the blog. I will also have links to all of the um, places that Audrey recommended to check out, including, um, what was it again? Homeschool with Netflix. <laughs> yes, homeschooling with Netflix. I think that's There's my favorite. Take- homeschooling with Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been my favorite takeaway so far. <laughs> That's going to stick with me. As soon as we're done, I'm going to go look that up. But <laughs> You will love it. You can use it for your boys. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you again so much, Audrey. I really, really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Wasn't that awesome? Like, I didn't tell any lies. Like, that was an amazing episode. I so enjoyed that episode with Audrey. Thank you, Audrey, so, so much for being real and honest and just sharing your heart and your light (laughs) with the rest of us. And that encouragement at the end, you guys, like, that was everything I needed. (laughs) So thank you so much, Audrey, so much. Again, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, if you will go on to SincerelyMrsMommy.com, if you are listening to this right when it goes live, the week that it goes live, which is the third week of August, what's today, August 21st, you can go and it will be the first um, blog post that you will see on the blog. It's podcast episode 18, The Truth About homeschooling. You can go and find all of the resources, all of the links, all the websites, curriculums, Facebook groups, the um, homeschooling with Netflix, all of that stuff. You can find it there on the blog. Definitely share this out to your friends and family who may find this interesting, um, who have child age, um, child age, school age children that would find this helpful. And also, if you can go ahead and subscribe to the blog while you're at it, because every week we are rolling out new things. So every other week is a new podcast and every other week is a new like actual blog post. All my updates will be coming through there. So if you're not following me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, which is Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, you may miss out on when the newest episode or newest blog post comes out. So definitely go on over to the blog, subscribe, um, check out all of these resources that Audrey listed out for you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Also, if you are, if you're not already, (laughs) subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a great review. Thank you guys. Have a great one. Bye.